Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Mad Max podcast. I'm here with Miguel, and we just got done seeing the rhythm section. That still feels so weird to say. Such an odd name for a movie. You think it's, um, judging by the name, you think it's going to be like a musical movie like, uh, what was that one with Miles Teller and J.K. Simmons? Oh, see, now that you asked me, yeah. I can't remember. <laughs> Whiplash. Whiplash, yeah. <laughs> when I heard of well, my favorite movies. the name rhythm section, I was like, it sounds like it's musical related. It's not. It is not. It has uh, nothing to do a, with music. Yeah, no, it's a movie starring Blake Lively. Uh, uh, basically, she is going after a bunch of bad guys that were part of a big plan that orchestrated her family getting killed um, that were on a big passenger uh, passenger plane. Like 237 passengers, I believe is what it was. Actual number doesn't matter. But yeah, so she's trying to find all the people that were involved with that and seek revenge. One thing I love about this movie uh, is that it's not conventional. The plot sounds it. You hear that. Oh, her family was killed by a terrorist and she's out for revenge. How many times have we heard that story? Right. I just watched Commando with Arnold Schwarzenegger back in the 80s. So this story, you think, by the plot line has been told a million times. And this movie, the writers of it are conscious of that. And they do things differently in a really smart way. Well, it's funny that you bring up uh, the writer. So the this was actually based off of a book. Um, it is based off of a series of books that follow uh, Stephanie Patrick, which is the main character that Blake Lively plays. Uh, so the writer of the book is Mark Burnell, and he was also the exclusive writer on this as well. So not only did he write the book, but he was exclusive writer for the movie. Yeah, they had him do the actual movie, which I really like. The screenplay, liked. yeah. The screenplay for so, it, yeah. To have him be, you know, write the book and then also have him do the screenplay for the movie without any other writers, I thought was really cool. You know, it was a ballsy move. Um, you know, because a lot of the time, you know, Hollywood and filmmakers, also in the UK, the big studios want to have their own guys mm-hmm. have their own take on it. They're like, no, we trust you with your own material. Go ahead and do it. Yeah, you did a great job. Um, but yeah, I mean, the, the best thing about this movie is even though the plot sounds so familiar, it's it's it goes in incredibly um, unconventional ways first of all when it comes to the plot um well hold that thought so just before you get on this is going to be a non-spoiler review by the way yeah it is yeah we'll just we're just gonna put that out there where this is a completely non-spoiler review this this right here um what i'm gonna say it's it's not a spoiler because it's in the trailers it's in all the trailers and i've seen everything um the conventional way to tell the story is to have a guy a guy and his uh, guy's wife and his kids get killed that's what it always is. It's always a guy's law-abiding citizen. Killed. Law-abiding citizen. Well, yeah. Yeah. That's one of a trillion examples that we can give out here all night. Right. This is different. This isn't someone's wife or girlfriend that was murdered. No, this is someone's family. The mom, right. dad, brother, and sister. That's what I've been waiting to see. Mm-hmm. I've been waiting. That's the movie I would write where it's it's like it's my mom and dad. It's my my siblings that were taken out. And I, I'm what's left and I want revenge. Yeah. Um, And I really like that they went in that direction instead. And it's... You would think because of the plot that it'd be have a lot of like action cliches to it and bad lines and puns. No, this really movie didn't. is so realistic and gritty. Yeah, well, it's yeah, it's realistic, it's gritty. Um, it's a slow burn of a movie. It's not super action packed. I mean, it takes you to the point where um, it brings you in on something that a mission that she's on, and then it cuts back to like eight months prior to that. Yeah. And I mean, it, it starts from kind of the ground of, you know, her escalation to wanting to get revenge on these people that were responsible for the death of her family. Right. And so, um, but it's it's definitely a slow burn. Now, the director of this movie, uh, Reed Morano, uh, she, she's not um, 
too well known in like the movie realm, but in the TV realm, uh, she was responsible. She. Yeah, it's she. Reed. Reed. Yeah. I'm what weird. a badass. Yeah. Like, I, what's the full name? Reed Murano. Reed Murano sounds like a dude. Yeah. That's a cool ass name for a girl. Yeah, and it's she's a girl. A damn good writer, too. So, uh, well, she's a good st- uh, storyteller. <laughs> you know, well, she's her and Mark Brunel. I mean, this whole thing was. Uh, very well put together but she was responsible for the uh, first three episodes of Handmaid's Tale the oh, director wow. okay. so she really helped set the mood and the tone for that series and I think she does the same thing in the rhythm section too like she really sets the tone and just kind of slowly builds on that she's an amazing director this movie has such a great environmental feel to it that's simultaneously realistic you know, it does a really good job pulling you in and believing all this is real. Because, you know, we, the story of somebody learning how to be an assassin, a movie that didn't do it right, that was almost Nickelodeon, was, no offense to anybody who liked the movie, American Assassin with Michael Keaton and that other kid, who I actually like. Uh, what is his name? Oh, Brian. Uh, Dylan something. Yeah. He was from The Maze Runner. Really like that kid. Really love Michael Keaton. That movie. Oh, you're going to make me look it up. Hold on, hold on. American Go Assassin ahead. was the name of the damn movie and book. I, I know. Uh, but that movie did, did not do well. Well, I didn't well. see it. I really wanted I wa- Dylan O'Brien. Dylan O'Brien. Oh, so I, I had it right. I like Almost. this kid. I wanted Dylan O'Brien to be Robin. But, I mean, I watched that movie because I'd heard so many good things about the book. And it was terrible. It was terrible. It was full mm. of packed with cliches and stereotypes you'd see in that type of revenge movie. This movie didn't do that. This movie was so grown up and gritty and realistic, and that's why I had so much respect for it leaving the theater. Um, one thing you had said that in the car, uh, we didn't talk a lot about it because we try not to before we sit down on the mic. I don't know. Right. What, I don't even know what your review is of this movie officially. Mm-hmm. But one thing you did say was um, that it was besides it being a slow burn, it's not for everybody. Yeah, um, I, I don't know if you noticed, but there's two people that left that were sitting right behind us. They left like they left before the credits had rolled. Oh, but they left like a good 30 minutes before the movie was over. Really? Yeah. Oh. So, but I mean, they were like, you know, two dudes that probably thought that they were coming to see like a female Bond movie, you know? Yeah. What I mean? they, 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 Explosions, they, they like all the, this stuff. They were like sort of the dude bros that were behind us. I, I, guess. I would classify them as that. So, yeah, I don't know sense. what but, dude bro, but anyways. <laughs> um, but anyway, I bet, yeah, I don't, I don't really think this movie is going to be for everybody. If you don't like a slow burn of a movie, um, I mean, this does have action in it. I was never bored, and I wasn't bored this either. Is, but like more, I said, this like is a drama. This is a gritty drama. It's exactly, not, it's, it's not an action it's, movie. It's more of a drama than it is action, and that's why I think that people won't like it as much. Um, I don't think I. Uh, I think I know kind of where the market would hit for this movie, and it's a gritty, um, I, I would, I would, if I it, were these guys, I would be marketing it as a gritty drama. Don't market it as an action movie, especially in the time of the 25th Fast and the Furious, where they're doing hey, dumb hey, superhuman shit. I will watch it. fight you know, on how bad listen, those movies are. I, I know the movies are bad. That's why I love them. <sighs> I'm not going into I'm not going into it thinking I'm going to see a cinematic masterpiece. But that's a whole different conversation. That's a whole different conversation. Well, it does. No, it's so, not because it provides context for no, this movie. In no. the in the time of the 25th Fast and the Furious movies, the franchise that won't freaking die that are brainless. This is a really I wouldn't say smart action movie because I would say that about Atomic Blonde. This is a, a a smart, gritty drama that happens to have some action in it is what I would say. Right. This is more along the lines of this is the beginning of 
Atomic Blonde and how she became who she yeah, is. Yeah, that's a good, so, that, that's a good analogy because I remember when I was so sitting I'm glad, in the theater. I'm glad you brought I'm glad you brought that up. So. Yeah, well, I was sitting in the theater. I felt like I was watching a prequel. I feel like this yeah. this person's destined to be a badass, and we saw her at her lowest whenever we meet her. Not going to get into spoilers about how much that you know what specifically happens with her, but yeah, I felt like I was watching a damn good prequel to yeah. something bigger. So yeah, but uh, but not only does it star Blake Lively, who is absolutely phenomenal in this movie too, um, it also has Jude Law and uh, Sterling K. Brown as well. So all great supporting cast. Love Sterling K. Brown. He always has the same birth control glasses in every one of his movies. What do you mean birth control glasses? You never heard that expression? No. That's what he used in the military. It's whenever you give they give you these big, huge frame Buddy Holly glasses, and they call them birth control glasses because you never get laid and you can never have a kid. That's what they're called, birth oh, control glasses. I don't know. I think he gets plenty laid. But. He does. In all his movies, he gets laid. He gets some kind of place. I like Sterling K. Brown, but I'm saying but he anyways. always has the same glasses. I mean, they work for him, but oh well. They're not even like hipster buddy Holly glasses. They're just these huge fucking 1970s glasses. I don't know. Like he borrowed them from the guy from Halloween that gets killed against the wall. Those huge, ugly 70s glasses. Oh, that, I don't remember. Yeah, that's what he anyway. anyway, but like, so he's wearing those same glasses in this freaking movie okay let's get on but what i'm saying is is that even though we we see sterling k brown like he's doing a lot of other movies he's still awesome is my point yeah jude um, law as well jude law as well i i think that we might have the his character reminded me a little bit of the one from um captain marvel soldier kind of badass you know gritty except he wasn't uh, a complete piece of shit uh like in that movie um and blake lively when it comes to how we've seen him i've never seen her like this before never um, I, I, oh, I love Blake Lowey. I think she's so underrated. She's underrated as a character actor. That's yeah. something I love about her. And I, I didn't mean to give a shit about Blake Lively a few years ago, but I've been forced to like recognize how amazing she is uh, as a character actor. I'm, I keep looking for like a female Gary Oldman or like a female um, Christian Bale because our best character actors. Mm-hmm. You think Le- Blake Lively can do it? Not now. She's on her way, man. Yeah, I mean, she's on her way. I mean, I loved her in a simple favor. God, I, mean, I loved her in a simple favor. She, she was, completely. She was elevated diff- that movie. She did. Me. She she elevated the whole movie. She was two different people in that movie and made it believable. Yeah. And here she's absolutely believable. You see these these movies with these uh, people who become something else and it's not believable sixty percent of the mm-hmm. time. I believe everything that happened with this girl. Um, so what's your what's your official rating? This is a full price. This is a strong, really? strong three stars full price movie. Yeah, I want to take. I didn't realize that you liked it that much. It's not. So I'm good. It's not That's like good. four stars. It's not one of the best movies I've seen in the well, long no, time. Well, no, I'm just saying. I'm just surprised that you gave it a full price. Yeah, so. it's a, it's a full price movie. I mean, All it's right. it's uh, it's it's strong three stars for me. You know, I really liked it. I love the integrity and the intelligence of this movie. It could have easily this movie with this plot could have easily fallen into so many bad cliches and stereotypes, just to make it more thematic. And keep people, you know, interested. It didn't do it. Right. It didn't fall into any bad cliches or stereotypes. It kept its intelligence up through the whole damn thing. So, All right. Well, what my, was yours? Uh, my rating is uh, a matinee. It's really? A very, it's a very high matinee. I really enjoyed it. Um, but the only reason I'm giving it a matinee because I don't think that it's for the masses. So I think that they're marketing it more as a action movie instead of a drama. I think they are off when it comes to how they're marketing it. I think and that's I th- why those dude bros behind us left. Yeah, and I think that that's. I think the marketing is a little off from it. But but I mean, I I I say it's a very very high mat- matinee. But oh, that's, that's because okay. I give it a light full price 
strong three stars. So that we're we're closer than you probably. We think. don't go by a star rating here. Well, yeah, that's true. <laughs> I always so, say both. I mean, I'm just saying matinee just because, like, I I know if people ask me about this movie. I feel like I can get a feel for the type of audience that will enjoy this. And I yeah. feel based off of the person asking me, I, I could tell them mm, you might not like it or, oh, yeah, you're going to love it. There's a lot of people so. who are going to give this like a rental or a red box, you know, view um, because like the dudes behind us, you say left early. I didn't realize they left early because I was so pulled into the movie. Yeah. Uh, but yeah. So. Well, dope. That's our rating. So you got a full price for Miguel and you got a, a matinee for me. So. If you guys have seen this movie, uh, please let us know in the comments down below. Um, we're really interested to see what your what your thoughts are going to be. This is our first review of... is it the, the, Oh, no. This is not our first review from 2020. Dang. So, 1917. 1917 was, I think, our first one. But, no, Cats was Christmas. I don't know. Cats was... I don't know. I would say, it, you know, the movies are getting better and better as we go. Thanks, everybody, for listening. Please leave us a comment. If you've seen this movie, tell us what you thought. Um, careful for spoilers. Please don't post any spoilers in the comment section. If you like our channel, please like and subscribe and share this video so that way you can get us out to the masses. We're going to go to the movies a lot this weekend because we just have, you know, a bunch of tickets that we need to go through. So we will be back with another video. Thanks for hanging out with us, and we'll see you again next time.